Why do you have this insatiable hunger for knowledge? Well, what is this? Why do you need so much knowledge? What do you think it's going to do for you? Do you think it's going to draw you nearer to God? Probably not. Do you think it's going to make you stronger? It's going to elevate your status, your position? Mm, maybe. But I think what you really want is to earn the respect and be worshipped by men, be honored by men, be looked up to by your fellow men who do not know as much as you, so that they will elevate you and treat you as if you were God himself. I think that's really what you're after. After all, isn't that what Adam wanted? You know, he knew God, and yet the serpent said, well, if you get from this knowledge, you will be like God. And he wanted to be like God, and so do you. After all, why else would you seek so much knowledge? And more than that, how could you imagine that seeking knowledge would draw you nearer to God? After all, how long have you been alive? A few decades? How much knowledge have you acquired? And you think you're so smart. Need I remind you that our ancient forefathers lived to be over 900? Adam himself lived to be 930. He had more knowledge than we could imagine. And yet, with all that knowledge, we know that in those days, God said that men continually think wicked thoughts and wanted to wipe the entire human race off the planet. All that knowledge, and what did they have to show for, but wickedness. So really, why do you need so much knowledge? Where do you get that from? Did God tell you to seek knowledge? No. He said, wisdom. But what is the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. So you all try to go around the beginning and kind of enter halfway in, kind of break into the line, you know, like you do at Costco and Walmart on Black Friday. You're trying to cut in because you're impatient. But you can't do that with God. Yeshua said, I am the way. Anyone who comes through any other way is a thief and a rubble. That includes your knowledge. Now, not every knowledge is evil, but it is the lust for knowledge, the love of knowledge, that is evil. Because instead of seeking God, you seek knowledge. You want to know. Know all the prophecies. You all want to read the book of Enoch, don't you? Talking about the fallen angels and the demons and the flood. Why? How is that going to help you in your life? Unless, again, you want to show off to your peers and get their respect. As if that's going to elevate you, make you better. That you might impress your co-workers with all the knowledge that you have. And many people do. See, Yeshua talked about it. You hypocrites. You seek honor and respect from your fellow men and not from God. And I just wonder, I look at all of those famous rabbis, you know, the, the ones that are they're so famous, you wouldn't even know about them because they are deep into those 
Hasidic Orthodox cults, you know, the ones that are not even on the internet, they were serious about what they do. You have like hundreds of thousands of Hasidic Jews living in some sort of an underground cave, doing their own thing, and you would never even hear about them because they're not online. They're the real cults of the world. And they always have some rabbi, some old Gandalf with a white beard that sits there and they all, they kiss his hands, they kiss his feet, they cater to his every need, he is their God. I'm not exaggerating. We saw a while back, one of those people died. They sold his pants, used pants. He wore them every day. He was what you would say, maybe humble, but not really. He just wore the same pants. And they went for $3,000 on eBay. And people bought them. $3,000 for a used pants of some old rabbi, something he wore every single day. <laughs> and Herzl and I made a joke. Well, if the pants went for 3000 how much did the underwear go for? But that's the point that, what did he really have? Well, I would assume he has some knowledge, but what kind of knowledge? Not the knowledge that leads to God, or else the people wouldn't worship him, they would worship God. Think about it. If you have knowledge that leads to God, well, why aren't the people being led to God? No. What all those rabbis have is knowledge that leads to power, that leads back to them. Hundreds of thousands of people worshipping the rabbi, putting his posters all over Israel, yelling his name, singing his name, putting his name on their kippah. What is this? It's demonic. And, and you think what? You think that's what God wants you to do? You think you're keeping the Torah? You're observing the commandments? How do you identify with the Torah when everything that you do defies it? You worship a man. Irmiao said the prophet cursed is the one who trusts in men. And God said, have no other God before me, and yet you put a man in the place of God before him. Do you not see what you're doing? But yet, you don't, because you're so hungry for knowledge, you're not hungry for God. And all those rabbis, they love it. Yeah, you, when you see them, they are saturated. I met a few of them in Laguna Beach, the Chabad people, Oh yeah, they're all about that. Status, power. And I just wonder, are any of them greater than Moshe? You know, Moshe Rabbeinu, the one who received the Torah on Mount Sinai? Are any of them bigger? Are any of them talking to God face to face? Are any of them leading the people of Israel out of Exodus? And yet Moshe was considered to be the meekest and most humble of men. Moshe never even wanted the job. He actually asked God, can anyone else do this? He didn't want the honor, the respect. He didn't want all the people to follow him, look up to him. No, but all of you do. And you think you're greater than Moshe? Yeshua himself, we know from the scripture, even though he came from God and was God, did not see the equality of God, something to be bragging about. But actually chose to humble himself and be born in a stable, to go to the lowest position. Are you greater than Yeshua? And yet, you try to get honor and respect from your fellow men, from your brethren. Whose arena are you playing in? God or men? Because from the look of it, you have nothing to do with God. 
besides the fact that you're using his word for your own advantage, your own finances, your own respect, your own brand. But aside from using God, what else do you have to do with him? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You do not keep his word. You do not serve him. You do not worship him. You do not even belong to him, really. You are the synagogue of Satan, is what you are. Yes, you are. Well, the adversary. You are an adversary. Because you manipulate the word of God. You seek all this knowledge, forbidden knowledge, might I add. Unnecessary. It's not going to help you. It's only going to hurt you. See, if Yeshua is on the right side, and I mean all the way right, let's say, imagine... You know, you can't see me right now, but imagine a fork in the road. Each direction goes a thousand miles deep. One on the right, one on the left, and in the middle, there's an unbridgeable gap. Yeshua is on the right, you are on the left. You can't go to Yeshua from where you are. You have to first walk all the way back to the Torah and start following the Torah to get to Yeshua. You're not even on the path. All this Hasidic Judaism, Orthodox Judaism, Talmudic Judaism, you've only gotten further away from the goal, further away from God. All that knowledge has only destroyed you. Because it's not what you do not know that is dangerous. It is what you do know that just ain't so. And all these Talmudic Jews, well, they think they know. Yeshua said, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty of sin, but because you claim you can see, your guilt remains. See, all of those Talmudic Jews, they claim they can see, they claim they know, they claim they understand the prophecies, even though all of their interpretations are contrary to Yeshua, because they do not want to accept him. So they had to come up with a false interpretation. And, well, that's what they believe in. So, you follow a false doctrine. And what do you think is going to happen to you on the Day of Judgment? Actually, I'll tell you what they think, because I spoke to some of them. They don't even believe in judgment. They think hell is something temporary. Something you go for a season, <laughs> and then you go back to the kingdom. That's how messed up they are. See, it's not even about Yeshua. They don't even believe the book of Daniel. They don't even believe in... In the Torah, when God says, I will punish those who sin against me. I will not cleanse the guilty. God said that. And you think it's going to forgive everyone? You think everyone's going to enter the kingdom? You think it's going to be a happy ever after for everyone? Well, if so, then God is a liar. So basically what you're saying is, God is a liar. Mm, I see, but you speak the truth. Interesting. Oh, Lord, help us. Uh, you know, there is no hope for you, really. I'm just calling you out, because that's my job as a prophet. But I'm just sealing your judgment. It's not like you're going to listen to this message and all of a sudden repent. No, it, it's, it's over for you. God has his remnant. The books have already been sealed from the creation of the world. Everything has already been set in stone. Now we just have to live it out. You've already chosen your path. You've chosen what to believe in. You've chosen whom to serve. And it ain't the God of heaven. It's not the God of Yashar El. It's not Yeshua the Mashiach. 
It's whatever else you chose, the books, the Talmud, whatever Christian author, whatever church and denomination, anything and everything but God. And he is the only way. Not your church, not your synagogue, not your rabbi, not Rabbi Nachman, none of them. Only Adonai through the atonement of Yeshua. That's it. Everything else leads to death. It's really that simple. But like I said, you've made your choice. You've made your bed. Now die in it. He's for me.